always like to get off on a good foot. So anyway, here I am, Sunday morning, I'm watching uh, that CBS Sunday morning show uh, with Jane Pauley. And they're doing their usual sort of eclectic uh, collection of features. And they come to a feature on a person named Marlo Anderson in a place called Mandan, North Dakota. And what this is all about is the National Day Calendar and how it came to be. And it's a very folksy, North Dakota kind of thing. And it shows middle-aged folks sitting around like a folding table deciding on what days they're going to add to the calendar because they've been submitted to their website. Oh, this is folksy. Let's see if we can get Marlo Anderson on. Well, we got Marlo Anderson on, and I don't... What is the story, Marlo? How did that segment on Sunday just scratch the surface? There was no clue to who you really are underneath all of that. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's like bait and switch. <laughs> right? Well, well, first of all, John, I have never been introduced in a more unique way than just right now. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> <Even> a smile. <laughs> Good. But I'm I'm right, though. I mean, it was very homey and folksy, and here's this little storefront where he used to, like, convert videos to, you know, uh, to uh, yeah. DVDs or whatever and, and yep. work on yep. computers. And one day he got an idea because it was National Popcorn Day, and he'd start this thing, National Day Calendar, and isn't that, isn't that sweet? <laughs> And that and that's Aww. all it is and that's all true. But then I it get your true, yeah. But then yeah. I get we get you on the show and I get this email and I'm like the first thing I'll be honest with you, Marlo, the first thing I did, I was glancing over the email. I called my producers and I said, Are you sure this is the guy from North Dakota? <laughs> because, <laughs> because this thing went on I mean, it's just incredible. And so I said, call him. Here's how impressed I was. Call him. Find out if he'll stay on the entire hour, which he will. <laughs> and wait till you hear what this guy does. I mean, everybody knows the calendar. I left. I started the show by, oh, by the way, I signed up today. Well, thank Whoop. you. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, did, I signed up. Did it I'll actually be... work? Because the site's been down more than it's been up the last couple of days. But I don't know. I just signed up uh, this afternoon. So I'm waiting for my... uh, We've had a little extra traffic. (laughs) No, because because of the Sunday morning feature? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. uh, um, It actually crashed our site. That's how much traffic it drove. I mean, and we're we're pretty significant for a server. So I was stunned that that happened. I'm not surprised. So let's let's get down to the basics of it. All Uh, right. Let's get to it. You started the National Day calendar sort of as a... Hobby. Would that be correct terminology? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how deep you want to get into the story, John. I mean, if you want to get into it a little bit, it's really, it's kind of an, uh, it's a very interesting story. And it kind of goes, um, you know, on CBS, of course, they, they it was like five, six minutes, I think, right. or something like that. Right. So I, I had this idea. So a friend of mine, um, actually my banker, um she develops fibromyalgia and is unable to continue her career. She's very 
social and I seen how this thing was devastating to her and, and we worked on another project a business project that she could write and, and uh, she loves taking photographs and I could I seen her come out of her shell a little bit and I promise mm-hmm. this, this gets back to National Day and anyway that was a contest we ended up on another company that I have uh, in fact the digital the, the video digital company that you were just talking about and then uh, um, after that contest was over, this business competition, she kind of fell back into the shell again. And, and uh, um, I've had this idea. I had this idea for a couple of years already, and I just brought it up to her one day over coffee. I said, hey, I got this idea for a kind of a blog that we would research these national days, write about them. You can take photos of donuts and... <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And chicken and <laughs> trees and plants and, yeah. and she was all in for this, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, and I'll and I'll help on the nights and weekends, and we'll see what we can do with this. And just because nobody's ever done this before, and at the time there were probably thirty or forty national days that were pretty popular, like Donut yeah. Day and Popcorn yeah. Day and things, right? So we started digging into it, and we found all of these, like the presidential declarations and congressional declarations that go all the way back to the founding of our country. And most of them were just one-offs, you know, like Bittersweet Chocolate Day, right, in 1878 or whenever that was uh, proclaimed. All right, yeah. And and then that was it. It was just a one-year thing that the president signed off on, and that was it. And then 150 years later, some crazy guy in North Dakota decided to start writing about these things uh, with Jill. And and it starts to pick up steam, and the press starts to follow us, and they start talking about it in the mornings on the talk shows and things. Yeah. And before you know it, we go from this, this site that uh, basically in six months had a million visitors uh, in the month of July that year, and we're like, what is going on here? This is supposed to be a project for just to have a little fun right. and to help her not think about what you know what, what her disease was doing to her. So anyway, she has to back out of it because of the pressure of the press coming at us all the time to get these backstories on this stuff. So when she leaves, it's basically me the next two years on my nights and weekends and my family not wanting to be, you know, they're like, what are you doing? My friends are like, come on out for beers. And I'm like, I got to get this done before tomorrow. I got a day gig and I got this crazy night thing going on here, you know. Um, but that's kind of the story. Yeah. And then. Um, and then it gets. For, go I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a break. But but then it becomes this national calendar business yes, and, and, and a short and story kind of a, and then ends up uh, is where i came into it was sunday morning on cbs which had none of the what you just talked about as part of their coverage what a surprise uh where do you hear what else this guy's up to we'll do more on the uh, calendar and other unbelievable things when we come back here on 720 wgn all right yes that's right it's the chicken dance 720 wgn john lindecker at 20 minutes after seven with marlo anderson National Day Calendar CEO and founder, and if you saw the CBS Sunday Morning feature on the National Day Calendar, this is the guy, Marlo Anderson. But there's so much more than the calendar. Can you uh, inform the audience what your connection is to the to the chicken dance? <laughs> well, I kind of have a world record. <laughs> 
Okay, you kind of had you you were, you went digging, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, well, they sent me this thing. You know, I I keep saying this. I watched this little folksy bit on CBS Sunday morning, and I think, oh, how how quaint, how all American, how wonderful. <laughs> and uh, I get this expanded bio, and I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so this is a fun. Not that, and not that the other parts of the bio aren't fun, but they're highly technical, for instance. Okay. But this, as I'm reading through, you participated in, uh, the, what was it? The longest chicken dance or the? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've, uh, in <laughs> Mandan, we have, we're very well known for our parade on uh-huh. Independence Day here. And I've always, and I chaired the parade for, you know, on and off. Uh, I think I have like 30, 31 years as parade chair, some crazy number. Anyway, I was a young man when it started, and I don't have any hair anymore, so there you go. Well, uh, welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, we we always look for things to do before the parade because we have this huge crowd, and, and everybody's just standing around. So I thought one year, oh, let's let's maybe try to set some world records. So, <laughs> so we set <laughs> world record for the longest chicken dance one year. Uh, I think it was the Macarena, the YMCA. Uh, <laughs> and I cannot believe you found this. This is <laughs> nobody ever talks about this, John. I well, they should. They yeah. should, well, Marlo. So. I mean, yeah. the rest of the story is fantastic, but this is like the cherry on top of the cake. The, this chicken dance and the twist and the yeah. calendar and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, wow. Uh, it, it's just mind-blowing. So, well, by the way, where is Mandan, North Dakota? Um, do you know where Fontana, Wisconsin's at? Yes. Yeah, nothing even close to that. Um, it's, it's across the river, <laughs> across the river from Bismarck. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I know where Bismarck is. Okay, I, almost worked, yeah. I almost worked in North Dakota. I almost really? worked. Yeah, I almost worked in Fargo. Wow. Yeah, uh, uh, things didn't work out, but and that's okay because they told me yeah. the wa- the water freezes in the air during the winter before it hits the ground. It does the same in Chicago. I mean, my no, goodness. it doesn't. No, you don't have a pan of water here in Chicago when it's winter. Throw it into the air and have it freeze. Have the water freeze before it hits the ground. But I was told that that does happen in North uh, Dakota. Well, when it's you know twenty thirty below, a lot of well, yes, freeze, you know, yes, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Including myself, but exactly. you know, right. thanks Let's for bringing that up. <laughs> no, no problem. And I also, uh, we've got so much to get to that includes the Consumer Electronics Show, yes. self-propelled vehicles. Yep. You're, a me- you're actually, this calendar thing is part of your media empire, I would uh, term it that way. I think we also have, we wor- I think we also work for the same company. You have a show, according to this, on Nextstar TV? Yeah, so I do a, a one-minute um, news drop-in on, on, uh, for TV, yeah, and it's, it's filmed at uh, a Nextstar station and then distributed out from there, yeah. Well, guess what? WGN is the only radio station that Nextstar owns. you got to be kidding me. No. I'm, wow. looking at, yeah, I'm looking at the bio, and I'm going... I think we work for the same company. We uh, we should have a talk afterwards. You know, we actually yeah. have a radio piece too for the for National Day. That you guys should maybe air. Well, talk That's about that. Expand. Talk yeah, about so that. Expand. Two and a half. 
Two and a half minute uh, daily piece. Are you familiar with Paul Harvey? I knew Paul Harvey. I met I Paul Harvey. I figured you did. Yeah. I, met, I met him a few times. I mean, we weren't okay. close friends or anything, but I mean, yeah. I knew so Paul Harvey. He, he inspired me to do this, um, this piece. And it's very Paul Harvey-esque, rest of the story. Yeah. Um, and and uh, so we tell the day, or we tell the stories of the national days and these unique little twists in them. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, we've been doing it now for just starting our third year. Uh, and as incredible as it is, I, I, I can't get over that we keep winning all these awards all the time. I just am stunned <laughs> by the fact we just, we just received three more Davy Awards this year. So Congratulations. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, obviously, you're a very uh, motivated, intelligent, friendly person, and I'm sure that comes across on the radio because that's a very intimate type of uh, media, you know, one person to one person. Is this something yep. you do? Is this a feature that runs every day? Or It or is. What? So, yeah, and it, it's played on, I think we're about 300 stations across the country right now. So, yeah, wow. it's pretty, pretty popular, actually, yeah. Well, we yeah, should yeah. have a talk. I mean, I don't have any decisions about programming, but, you know, if, if you work at Next Star and I work at Next Star and we know some people at Next Star, maybe my Next maybe. Star people know your <laughs> Next Star people and... Uh, that and sounds pretty good to me, actually. You, you never can I'd tell. Love to be on WGN. You know, that'd be cool. Oh, I think it, when you say Paul Harvey in Chicago, that's like, you know, he did his shows from here. Yes. When, when yes. I first came to Chicago, I worked for a station that was owned by ABC, when ABC was an actual American Broadcasting Corporation company, its own entity. Okay. And they had a building here in Chicago at Michigan and Wacker. And. Our radio studios were on the fifth floor, and on the fourth floor was uh, an FM station that they owned and the Paul Harvey Studios, hmm. and he would come in like literally at 4.30 in the morning to prepare his commentary, good day, and he would actually put on a lab coat. Here's a bit of Paul Harvey trivia for you. He would take on take off his jacket or whatever he was wearing. And put like a lab coat on that a, an engineer or uh, would wear. I've, I've never seen anybody in a radio station wear a lab coat before. Uh, I remember it being gray. And he'd go into this room and he'd be Paul Harvey. He was unbelievable. I've wow. never heard the story about the lab coat. This is. Do you have any idea why he wore that? Well, I think he wanted to protect the night. It would be total conjecture, but okay, I'll conject, as it were. I think he wanted to perhaps, on one level, protect his clothing from a dirty radio studio. Maybe (laughs) maybe he thought they didn't keep the studios clean. I don't know. I guess maybe you and I have both been in dirty radio stations before. Or maybe maybe, he was... I don't know. Or maybe maybe he was trying to make a mental transition, if you will, you know, to... I'm going to take off my coat, my my regular coat, and I'm going to put on my radio coat so I can sure. go in and do my radio program. I mean, whatever. He was Paul Harvey. He was like the best radio newscaster in the United States, if not the world. And whatever he wanted to do, he got to do. Yeah, <laughs> and certainly, certainly one of the best storytellers ever. Oh, absolutely. Loved his stories. Oh, We're talking God. to Marlo Anderson, who's the uh, National Day Calendar CEO and founder. If you saw the CBS Sunday Morning 
unbelievably short segment about the National Day calendar. This is the guy, but there's so much more to it, uh, including the consumer electronics show, television programs, uh, automobiles that drive themselves. It's amazing. 720 WGN, 735 with John Landecker talking to Marlo Anderson, the National Day calendar CEO and founder. If I will keep repeating this to reset it. If you saw the segment on CBS Sunday Morning about the uh, company that puts out the National Day calendar, this is the guy they were talking to. Why would I, Marlo, yes. play Lawrence Welk? Well, he's he's from here. Yeah, I know. And you're yeah. also what? What are you? You're the acting president of the North Dakota Music Hall of Fame. Oh, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yes, you are. Amongst many things, right? Yes, you know. <laughs> I keep I keep thinking you're going to talk about maybe more significant things, but you keep <laughs> digging into my my hobbies here. <laughs> well, I think it's very cool to be the North Dakota, the chairman of the acting president of the North Dakota Music Hall of Fame. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, is this true? Now, how many people are in that Hall of Fame? Huh. Uh, right. We just started just a couple oh, of years so, ago, so we're, we're up at, I think it's six right now, But but because uh, we just nominate uh, two people a year right now. But that's gotcha. probably going to go up because we have a significant number of musicians from North Dakota that most people don't realize, I don't think, but... But, well, let's yeah. let's get to the other. Okay, so we've we've covered the. Have we covered sufficiently the National Day calendar segment to your satisfaction? Well, it's it's up to you. I do have one more original. Oh, do story, it, or please do it. Go, go, go. I I think this is a segue to where you're going to go. So, a couple of years ago, I was uh, uh, hosting a tech panel on mm-hmm. uh, transportation, and. During this, I had mentioned that Highway 83, which is the longest contiguous highway in the, um, yeah, it runs basically from Mexico City deep into Canada. So um, anyway, suggested that that should be an autonomous-friendly corridor, that we would be testing autonomous vehicles on this. And I won't get into the long story of that, but there was a reporter in the room. She wrote a story. Uh, got picked up by the AP, became a front page news uh, thing, and and I was getting a lot of calls from across the country to do interviews, very similar to how you and I are talking right now, right? Mm-hmm. And Fox News calls, and they wanted to do an interview and didn't ask any more questions. And I, you know, hopped onto Skype, which was the thing at the time, and right. and I'm on live television now with Fox News and the reporter. She. She asked how I came up with this idea, and I started talking about how the country was founded east to west, and because of that, our roads are basically east to west, and train runs east to west, and when you get in the middle part of the country, it's tough to move north and south, and we grow, you know, we're the breadbasket of the world here, right? So I just started, and I said autonomous vehicles uh, would probably level this playing field, and then after about two minutes of me pining on like this, she she asked me, what does this have to do with National Puppy Day? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so literally on live national television i take off the one hat put the other one on and started talking about that right but that that was one of those defining moments because we weren't a company yet at that time and i came out of that and i'm like you know we we might need to do something about this because it really really is getting in the way of everything else that we do around here so anyway 
I just so wanted to were, share that with you because no, I that, don't that, tell that story a lot. So that's a great story. So what yeah. we're saying, what you're saying is you had this. You're a futurist. Uh, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, you're interested in self-driving vehicles. Yeah, and that's what was the. Uh, that's what opened the door as what you were thinking when you went on Fox. They're looking at the National Day calendar. Yes. <laughs> And and, I, and and that part of your resume and National P- Puppy Day, and apparently they don't have the same bio I do. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't be so shocked. Because that's it's exactly a, right. You know, I, I, I do uh, I do have dual personalities here, obviously, yeah. when it comes to my professional life. So it's, oh, it's, it's, a little it's, bit it's an awesome combination. I yeah. mean, really. Um, so let's go to the technical side of it. Yes. Um, you just went to the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, I understand. Yep. yep. Um, you're interested in self-driving vehicles. Tell us a little bit about that. You're the radio host of a show called The Tech Ranch. Yep. Um, an advocate for autonomous vehicles. So tell us about that part of your resume. So, yeah, you know, this is this is probably a little more serious now, but... but uh, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of my friends and family dying on our roads. Just and getting hurt and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Just I'm just done with it. And we have the technology, John, to prevent a large majority of them. You know, so I just got on this bandwagon a few years ago, and I just you know I've been in um, I've been in 44 now. I, I added three more to my resume here in the last couple of days, so I'm up to 44 uh, autonomous vehicles. You know, vehicles that drive themselves. And uh, um, so I probably have been in more than anybody else in the world, actually, as far as different kinds, because I don't mm-hmm. represent anybody. You know, I mean, right, there's right. plenty of people that have put a lot more miles on, but I'm not an engineer for Ford or for Tesla or anything, you know. So um, so anyway, I, I've been privileged enough to get invites to do this all the time. And, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible, actually, that, that we're at a point right now that we're starting to, you know, you're starting to see more and more autonomous features in vehicles. And, you know, the government now has actually stated, uh, I forget the actual document that this is in, but they took the word human out of the operation of a motor vehicle. As long as the motor vehicle is obeying the rules of the road, it doesn't matter if a monkey is driving it. Wow. so they've kind of gotten out of the way of that a little bit now. So you're going to start seeing more and more of this. And as, as soon as we, we get to the vehicle-to-vehicle communication, meaning that um, let's say a car senses a deer a half mm-hmm. a mile ahead of you, right. your car is going to be notified of that as well. So there's just that little bit more of the communication thing that needs to go on. And then I think you're going to just see this huge surge in self-driving vehicles coming our way. How, for how many years off is that, Marlo? Well, that's a good question. And I think the other question, uh, I would say, you know, five. Really? By the time you can probably start picking these up, you know, having a choice at the dealership for them. Um, but what's really interesting about this, John, is that there's a race to flying cars right now. Right. Oh, and I know that. it's possible yeah. Yeah. that flying cars might actually beat ground vehicles in this race because there's a lot less obstacles in the way. I mean, you don't have to worry about pedestrians and, you know, all the other things that go on on the ground, Um, you know, and and the airspace has basically been cleared to 400 feet for drones. And these are just basically big drones flying around. 
So it's just interesting, and 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 I've been in two, and they work great. And you just, you've been you just, in t- you've been in two what? Two flying cars. No and, kidding. And, and they're autonomous, which means that you just say, "Take me to blah 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 coffee shop." I mean, this is this is the goal, and then it would fly you to that spot. So you don't need to have a pilot's license for these things to work. That's the goal. And what's really interesting, and you better be sitting down for this, I is am. the price point. <laughs> so there's one company in particular, and the one that I've been in, their target price is $15,000. Wait, for a plane or a car? For a flying car. What? What'd you pay for your last car? Well, way more than that. That's Needless to say, I mean, I don't know That's what the average point. cost of a new car in the United States is, but it's way more than $15,000. Yes, yes. So, I mean, of course, it doesn't go, these vehicles at this time don't go 300 miles, uh, you know, right, this is for right, right, around right. town. But but imagine going five miles and, and top speeds, uh, you know, 120, 130 miles an hour, no stop signs, no uh, gridlock at all. I mean, you'd get there in three, four, five minutes. Simple as that. This is why his Marlo Anderson, who is the National Day Calendar CEO and founder, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, that's why he's referred to in this bio as a serial entrepreneur and futurist. And we'll talk to him some more about those things and more when we come back on 720 WGN. 720 WGN, if uh, you remember your music history, that's uh, the band called Kraftwerk. And the opening of a song called Autobahn, which, of course, is a reference to uh, Highway in Germany, which fits, in, which fits into uh, the conversation we're having here with Marlo Anderson, who's the National Day Calendar CEO and founder, uh, and also uh, a serial entrepreneur, I love that, and uh, futurist. And we were just discussing your predictions of self-driving automobiles and also flying cars. So the flying car, yes. is that is that also self-propelled, or, or do you have to be it a pilot? Is. No, it's, really? it's autonomous. So you just, I mean, that that is the goal. There are, I mean, right now you would have to be a pilot to fly them. Right, but the sure. the goal is that they would be autonomous as well. You just get in and you tell it where to go, and it will fly you there. You know, while you were talking before the break, uh, while we were away, you know, you were talking about uh, an automobile telling you that there was a deer yes. up ahead, right? Yeah. Well, that already happens. Uh, I have the Waze app, yes. and the Waze app says to me, car on the ro- you know, car on the road ahead, car on the side of the road ahead, you know? Yes. Police, disabled vehicle on the right side of the road. And then on the screen, you see this little flashing, not flashing, but glowing spot on the highway where this is and you get near it and then the app asks is it still there or not there i mean that's already happening to a certain extent to a certain extent uh, but those that that's that's happening because people are putting inputs in right Right. now right Right. so what will happen when we move when we move forward the artificial intelligence in your car Mm. will be able to determine is it is it a car that stalled is it a deer on the highway something else going on, it will be able to identify these things and then notify through ways or, or uh, vehicle-to-vehicle transmission uh, that, you know, whatever you want to call it, that's in your way, yep. 
Well, I'm guessing that self-driving vehicles, uh, if they become a thing, would be horning in on somebody else's business. Wouldn't there be a bit of a transition conflict, if that, for lack of a better term? Well, you know, people ask me this all the time, John, and I don't believe. I mean, we can get it, we can really do a deep dive into AI as well because I think that's where job disruption is really going to take mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. But but I do believe that anytime we go through this evolution of technology, that we emerge on the other side with way more jobs than we had previously. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you two quick examples. All right. In in 1900, New York did a study uh, to handle the one of the biggest problems they had going on, and and uh, and that was manure. By the way. They, they didn't know what to do with all the manure. And the study come back and it stated, stated that by 1920, they were dealing with three times as much manure as they are right now, right? So, of course, yeah. they believe this thing and they gear up for this and they, they ignore the obvious thing that's going on around them, and that is the automobile, right? So all the people in, in the horse industry or the transportation industry at the time, from, the, from people who picked up manure to, you know, shooed, horses to buggy whips and all this other stuff, those jobs disappeared uh, over that course of that 20 to 30 years. However, all those new, all those new jobs created by the automotive industry was, was you know, 50-fold of what was before, right? Right. So let's, let's move to something. Oh, and by the, way, by the way, I love this statistic. How many hours has it been since the, the, since the horse was the major form of transportation? In hours. I wouldn't have the slightest idea. Are you? Would you be amazed if I said it's under a million? Um, no, actually. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. Uh, well, it, as long as you're talking hours, twenty-four hours a day, you know, three hundred sixty-five days a year. Yep, you're doing the I math mean, now, and of course, I it mean, makes sense, right? That, yeah. You, you and I are going to talk an hour. We don't think anything of an hour, but yet it's been less than a million hours since the horse was a major form of transportation. Right. Now let's take a look at the smart device. 100,000 hours, right? <laughs> Put a half a million people out of work, but in 100,000 hours created 2 million new apps. And those yes. 2 million new apps have people that work on those side created right. 40 to 50 million new jobs. So I believe we're going through the same transition right now, and we're just going to emerge on the other side of this with a lot more work. We just don't really know what it looks like yet. That's all. That's you know, you, you mentioned AI, and I was listening to uh, Lisa Dent, who does the afternoon show here today, and she was talking about, I, I guess it would be an artificial intelligence lawyer. Yes. They, do you know that story? Yes. Oh, yeah. What, I mean... So there's there's all kinds of great stuff that's emerging. I, I interviewed about 20 different companies at at uh, CES. One of them is uh, Ask Polly. There was a, a lawyer AI, but you can even go to ChatGPT right now and have have that have that app or that uh, mm-hmm. an app, and you can and and go on their on their website. You could ask it. Let's say you're a tenant and your landlord's giving you a bad time about getting your deposit back, you can put the parameters in, and it will write you a letter that you can email to, to your landlord, or vice versa, depending on the, on the instance that you have. So it's already doing, capable of doing these things, and, and the ability for it to do research and, and, and punch out um, information on, on attorney level is astounding. 
you can ask an AI something like market research. You know, let's say you're going to start a company. Let's say you're going to do something with the bears, and you're you're <laughs> you're trying to figure out whether or not there's a market for bobbleheads in Chicago. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you could you could take this AI called Ask Polly and ask it a question. I'm thinking about making a particular type of bobblehead that re- represents the bears and, you know, whatever unique thing that you're going to do with this bobblehead, right? And and you'll put it in there, and within a couple of minutes, it will come back with research, market research, and it will tell you at the end of this whether you should go into this business or not. Mm. You pay You pay $5 for this research that you get in a couple minutes or you hire a research team that will spend you know fifty hundred thousand dollars and why this is important john i'll get to that real quick is that okay. what's going on right now is that we're lowering the barrier to new innovation by lowering the cost to it so for example it, there's probably a million ideas in this country about new apps right but it costs fifty, hundred million dollars to build an app, whatever the number is, right? I don't know about you, but I can't afford a million dollars to buy, you know, to build out a new app, and I have ideas for them. But what happens if it only costs five hundred dollars because an artificial intelligence can build it for me? Right. So now all of a sudden I'm employing. I got a company that I can start up because I can get it going, and now I can employ ten, twenty, fifty, a hundred people. I hear you. So okay. that's what's going to happen here. Gotcha. We're talking to Marlo Anderson, who's the National Day Calendar CEO and founder. <laughs> Always got to get back to that because this is so far from it. Um, oh, before we, we've got about four minutes left. Okay. Uh, going back to the other side of your portfolio, can, it, can you explain the One Million Cups chapter in North Dakota? So it is a gathering every Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock, and a group of entrepreneurs get together, and uh, we have one person that presents, and and, uh, they present for six minutes, and uh, their idea for a company or what they have going on already, and then the rest of the group, and it can be 100, 150 entrepreneurs in that group uh, that will, you know, give them ideas, directions, um, potential people to invest. I remember one time I had a, a gentleman that was 18 years old, holy uh, jeans and the whole bit up there presenting. Right. Doesn't look like he could rub two nickels together. And he left that room with a half a million dollar investment in his company. You know, wow. So this is like it, your version of Shark Tank. It's it's not really, it kind of can be, but it, it doesn't necessarily have to be. It's just, right. just kind of this, you know, mental health, type of thing, I guess, for entrepreneurs, because a lot of entrepreneurs are pretty lonely in their spots, you know, not a lot of support and things. So this is kind of what our answer to that is. And then there's a complimentary cup of coffee. Well, that's where the one million cups come in, right? <laughs> it's right. That's right. <laughs> By the way, I uh, just checked my email and I thought I'd receive my calendar um for today or whatever yep. I'm supposed to get. What am I supposed to get now that I found out, found, signed up? I'm You're supposed, supposed to, get a, to get a daily <laughs> post of what's going to be going on tomorrow. Okay, I haven't received it yet. Just want to let you know. Okay, I appreciate that. Just as long as I got the, just as long as I got the, the CEO on the line, I thought I'd throw yep. that out there. 
I'll go. I'll go check to make sure yours and the fifteen million other gets theirs before the <laughs> is, night is, is that over. The, is that the the number? Fifteen million. We have fifteen million in our in our nightly <sighs> email that go out. Yeah, and yeah. by the way, that's for that's to find out what the calendar of what the day calendar says. For instance, right. today is National House Plant Appreciation Day. By the way, is there a, a National Day Calendar Day? You know, I get asked that a lot, and there's not, and and mm. there will never be. So there you okay. go. Okay, all right. We got to got to keep room for these other more important things. It's also National Shop for Travel Day, National Oyster Rockefeller Day, National Save the Eagle Day, National Cut Your Energy Cost Day, and National Bittersweet Chocolate Day. There you go. There you go. So uh, keep up the good work, Marlo. It's been great talking to you. All the best. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun.